0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan. How's it going?
0: Going well, Amy. Uh, we're a day late with our podcast this week because of just unforeseen travel arrangements and technological difficulties. Yeah. So.
1: yeah sometimes, you know, life just all of a sudden, and uh, th- this is... It's one of those things that you and I will find ourselves in where your family's got stuff going on. My family's got stuff going on. We start messaging as Friday approaches and says, you know, we say, hey, when can you record this time? Well, I can't at this point. And like we go back and forth and then realize yeah. it is not going to happen.
0: Yeah. This is one that we typically in the past probably would have done on a Thursday night because you knew you were going to be out on Friday and we had all kind of things going on. But Problem was I was traveling on Thursday. So back to back travel days right. for each of us. You know, we're not gonna stay up till two in the morning recording this thing on like early Friday morning. Sorry, folks, we're not doing that. <laughs> Neither Keith nor Beth yes. would appreciate that. So
1: Right. So here we are. So here we are Happy on a Saturday. Saturday Happy everyone. Saturday.
0: Yep. We got just an extra day to get stuff in and there was every we already had everything anyway, so nothing new over the night. But uh anyway, we got just a couple of weeks left to the SBC annual meeting for one of us. The other one will be attending their son's high school graduation or something, um, That something more important, apparently.
1: Big day for Drew. Yeah, I know. That's right. I know. Big Thanks, day for Drew. Drew.
0: Congrats, Drew. All right. Well, hey, before we get into this week's episode, we do want to thank our sponsor each and every week, the Baptist Press Newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. Don't miss out on these valuable resources. You can subscribe over at BaptistPress.com slash subscribe. That's BaptistPress.com slash subscribe. Amy, we start in Fort Worth where they have a special called meeting of the trustees next week to discuss uh, some reports that have been sent out to trustees about some financial allegations of credit card and identity fraud as well as misappropriation of donor funds uh, that have apparently garnered the attention of the Department of Justice.
1: Yeah. So um, there's a Baptist Press story about this. There there were some um, copies of reports ended up coming out, but these were reports that had gone to board members and the board's executive committee, as well as a letter uh, that was sent to trustees outlining reasons for a called meeting. And I mean, that's why you have rules about being able to pull together called meetings. So these uh, these reports will be hashed out. That's what our boards are there for. Yep. Um, those documents were delivered April 17th and 18th. The special called Zoom meeting will be next week, May 30th. So we'll find out uh, what the, I would assume like we'll, we'll hear whatever the board releases yep. publicly after that yeah. meeting and discussion.
0: Yeah. So, so if the board has a, I'm sure there'll probably be a release saying, hey, the board met and this is what they did. We'll wait on that on Tuesday, May the 30th. It'd probably be Tuesday that we get that. It might be Wednesday morning, depending on how long that Zoom meeting goes. I don't know what time that Zoom meeting is scheduled for. It just says on Tuesday. So we'll just kind of keep an eye on that. So watch Baptist Press for more information about that. And uh, as we head into the SBC annual meeting, Amy, I know one of the things everybody's been kind of waiting on is uh, more reports from the ARITF about uh, their work this year. And they released a report this week, uh, just kind of an update saying that they are close to launching the Ministry Check website.
1: Yeah, that statement kind of lays out a few specifics, refreshes, you know, that the website will not be connected to faith-based solutions. That had been a report from, you know, um, a month or yeah, two ago. There's yeah, we covered that. Was just there kind was still of some re- confusion yeah, about that
0: from some folks, so yeah.
1: Right, so reiteration about that. Also, that the definition Definition of credibly accused that had come out in the sexual abuse task force report in a recommendation that was um, approved by the messengers, the definition of credibly accused for the purposes of uh, the ministry check website had four criteria to it. And that's, that's given to the task force by the messengers. At least in the initial launch of this website, only the first three criteria will be used uh, because of additional, um, just kind of additional vetting of that fourth category in order to be able to utilize it. So I think the the sense was they didn't want to wait uh, to get all of that, the all the steps that were needed for the fourth one. They w- they didn't want that to hold up the launch.
0: Yes. So. so they are going to launch the website soon, and the the website will include name, alias, birth date, offense, the location of offense, the date of offense, and a photo. It will be a searchable database and will be available for public search without a password or user account, according to Marshall Blaylock, the chairman of the ARITF. And uh, you mentioned those four areas of credibly accused. They're not abandoning it, that fourth area. They're just going to try to implement the first three and then work on the fourth one later, like you said. So the three areas that will be included in the initial launch of the database are those who are pastors, denominational workers, or ministry employees, or volunteers, who have, number one, confessed in a non-privileged setting, who have been convicted in a court of law, or who have had a civil judgment rendered against them. So those three will be included in the initial launch of the website, which uh, Marshall Blaylock and uh, team say is uh, close at hand.
1: And uh, the task force will present on Tuesday afternoon at the annual meeting. They'll be at the end of the day. Uh, they'll be bringing more uh, of their report as well as, I think, providing um, resources and kind of the toolbox that they've been working on with a lot of the state task forces. So make sure those of you who will be in New Orleans to be in the room for that.
0: Yeah, being sure to be in the room for every bit of the annual meeting, but especially that part. Some news from North Carolina. Strange story out of North Carolina. The Baptist Children's Homes Chairman of the Board of Trustees has resigned from the board. So Jim Golston, the III, has resigned from his role as chairman amid allegations that he and his wife had poisoned their neighbor's dogs and sent them threatening letters. By the way, that they're sending the letters to the neighbors, not the dogs. Goldston has denied the allegation. said he was resigning to avoid being a, quote, distraction or hindrance to the ministry of the Baptist Children Homes. Uh, Odd twist in this story, Goldston, also a board member for the nonprofit organization Saving Grace Animal Adoptions, Incorporated, So uh, they they were arrested on May the 11th, he and his wife, and uh, Saving Grace had issued a statement saying that he had resigned voluntarily back on May the 13th of, of that board. So weird story, something I don't think we've ever had covered on this podcast with a state board chairman allegedly poisoning the neighbor's dogs. Um, just to be clear, this podcast is pro-dog, Amy, very much pro-dog. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. And now some sad news out of Georgia. Amy, uh, Michael Katz's family this past week noted that his battle with prostate cancer has kind of taken a turn for the worse. He has a tumor on his stem now, and they do not recommend operating on the tumor. And they are going to forego any future cancer treatments and uh, make him as comfortable as possible through palliative care over the next few months.
1: Yeah, this is a sad one. And I've, uh, in the last, you know, few days talked to different folks, even some family members who, you know, have known him for years and, you know, all the people that know and love him are just, uh, just really broken hearted over this, uh, this news. And he he's very, very loved and has quite a uh, ministry legacy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Michael Cat, as many of you know, pastor at Sherwood Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. Um, that's how you say that one, not Albany, it's Albany. Yes. Um, you know, obviously that Sherwood's the church that the Kendrick brothers came out of with their movies, Flywheel, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, Courageous. All those, uh, many of you've seen those. So be in prayer for him, his family, and the entire Sherwood family down there in South Georgia. Amy, some final news here from the annual meeting. We finally have a second vice president candidate, Kaysen Branch, from the great state of Texas.
1: All right, so Kaysen is uh, is going to be nominated by Michael Kreiner, who is a uh, pastor in Texas, good friend of the pod. Um, and Kaysen Branch is pastor of Creekstone Church in North Richland Hills. So uh, i i don't I don't know Kaysen. So yeah. This is a good, interesting story to me. Um, According to the annual church profile, uh, Creekstone Church reported 11 baptisms in 2022 and averaged 110 in weekly worship. They collected $250,000 in total undesignated receipts with $6,000 given through the cooperative program, which is 2.4%. And um, it sounds like there's some uh, great information about them. He's been a a church planning catalyst for the SIN Network. Has done a lot there in the uh, Fort Worth area. And uh, really, it really seems like a great guy.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I've i met Cason a couple times and just through our work at the executive committee. But, uh, uh you know, he's kind of a, a known commodity, I think, more in Texas than, than across the country. So um, this is the only, right now, the only second vice president nominee we have. So we have two nominees for president, Bart Barber and Mike Stone, uh, announced nominees, right? They're not nominated until they're nominated, as we know. We have one that's announced right. nominee for first vice president, this Jay Adkins, one for second vice president right here, case and branch, and then one for recording secretary, which is Nathan Finn, and one for registration secretary, the mayor himself, Don Currents.
1: Love that man. That's where we are. Love, love, love that man. All
0: that's right. That's where we are. Well, that's going to do it for the news this week. Bring us to my favorite part of the week, this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right, we're going to go to 1958. This is now where we were kind of on the other side of uh, the convention had just happened, like the annual meeting had just happened, and um, they were doing a recap. So there was a um, the, there was a a story that actually came in the May 29th convention, but it was uh, I mean in the May 29th issue of Baptist Press, but it was kind of going back over a lot of the uh, the stuff. It, they called it one of the most important annual meetings ever held, um, but there were a couple of things that I found very interesting about this meeting. First of all, this is the um, this was the second election re-election of Brooks Hayes, who was re-elected. Um, it was a contested election in his sec- for his second term, um, but he is he, he's not the last. Layman to be SBC president. It was the next to last. Owen Cooper, I think, was later. But Brooks Hayes, who was um, longtime uh, U.S. congressman, so in in '58 he serves his first year as president and then was reelected. He was challenged by um, R.E. Milam, who was the executive secretary uh, up in Oregon, Washington, at the state convention, and Robert Naylor was also was also nominated.
0: The yeah, president of Southwestern.
1: Well, at that time he was pastor of Travis oh, Avenue. Oh, okay. So but, it wasn't okay. Um but Brooks Hayes won re-election on the first ballot. Um there had been some controversy with uh with Brooks Hayes in 1958 where uh really I think if I remember correctly, it was maybe right before the annual meeting or maybe it was right after. There was some stuff that happened with uh, it's in an article that I just wrote and I'm kind of excited about. But some controversy around a meeting that he brokered between Dwight Eisenhower and the governor, um, Governor uh, Favis of Arkansas. So I think there was a lot, a lot of chatter going on there. Um, But Brooks Hayes did win reelection on the first ballot. Interestingly, they named a nine member committee to suggest ways in which Southern Baptists could further efforts toward world peace, Hmm. um, which is also kind of a a thing that Brooks Hayes was very, uh, very involved in. Um, He later um, was he later was the first, um, you know, ambassador or representative of Southern Baptists, the United Nations. He was very interested in um, world affairs, things like that. But. He wanted, he named the committee calling for massive reconciliation to counteract the attitude of massive retaliation. So this is 58, like this is kind of Cold War, you know, heating up, you know, that kind of thing. Here's the other one that I think is interesting that obviously did not happen. It was presentation of an amendment to the convention's constitution, which would permit seedings of messengers from Canada. I would have been like, bring it on. I love Canadians. Um, but obviously that that didn't happen. Um, that didn't happen. But in 1958, they tried. Um, but you got to do it two years in a row. So I guess it didn't. I'll have to go look in, in the annual. So it's, but it's interesting to me to see these things uh, just as we, as we play out what's happening in our day uh, to see a couple of things, to see the focus on um, Southern Baptist kind of, participating in world affairs, to see a contested re-election and to see that, you know, there were, uh, in some ways, Brooks Hayes' public interactions as a congressman really had an impact on his role in Southern Baptist life and in what people were thinking, how they were processing him. But he did ultimately win re-election. But it's just interesting to see how they were thinking At this time. Okay. I remember now it was in late 50. It was in fall of 1957 that he brokered that meeting between Eisenhower and Faubus. And this was over desegregation in Ah, Little Rock. And he was trying to kind of bring them together, make peace. And, you know, some people that was very controversial then. So it's interesting as it built up, it had an an impact on his political life. He got defeated uh, for Congress. And then was challenged, you know, in the SBC. But we like to do our own convention recaps here, and they were doing their own in 1958. This week in SBC history. Well, very neat. So
0: it's kind of neat how those things tie together. What is this? Uh, yeah. 65 years later. Did I do that math right? So fascinating uh, connections there uh, between the current yeah. and the past. And uh, we'll, you know, have to see what happens in just two weeks. At the SBC annual meeting in New Orleans. That brings us to our resources of the week. Amy, my resource of the week is the CSB Explorer Bible for Kids. It's possible that we've talked about this before, but want to mention it this week. The CSB Explorer Bible for Kids got a lot of activities and different things inside the Bible. 79 character field guides that, you know, walk through things. Teach kids about the Bible and, and does a great job with it. And it does such a great job. It has been named the Bible of the Year by the ECPA. So the Evangelical Christian Publishers Association named the CSB Explorer Bible for Kids the Bible of the Year. Only the second time in history that the ECPA has named a children's resource Bible of the Year and the first time in 18 years. It's uh, only happened twice in the 35-year history of the award. So congrats to our friends over at the CSB, uh, everybody on that team over at Lifeway. But uh, the CSB Explorer Bible for Kids is uh, now not just a great Bible for you to get for your kids, but an award-winning Bible as well. That's uh, my resource of the week, Amy. Your resource of the week is...
1: Um, looking ahead to those of you headed to the annual meeting when you get there. Uh, so the article I was just talking about, about Brooks Hayes, I got to do that for light magazine, which is the ERLC's um, resource. And I think that's the one they're going to be handing out at the annual meeting. So when you get it, don't just toss it to the side, check it out. There's a lot of great, great stuff that's coming in there. Not just my article, but I'm excited to share that. It's at least that got one worthwhile article in there. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure excited to more. share what all I learned. It's great. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great magazine, a great resource on things, um, but I'm excited to share what I learned. So I wanted to put that out there. Thought about waiting until the annual meeting, but you know, sometimes, like I said, you get things and you start tossing them to the side uh, because you're, you know, there's just so much when you get it, don't do that. Pick it up, read it, check out the other articles in there too. Uh, so I wanted to to go ahead and put it on people's radar screens. Yes light magazine
0: go by the erlc booth and tell them you want the magazine with the amy whitfield article in it and and call it that don't say i want light magazine i want the magazine with amy whitfield's article in it
1: they're not gonna know that just say light magazine that doesn't matter the
0: magazine with amy whitfield in it that's the magazine i want
1: brooks hayes say brooks hayes yeah learn about this It's, it's pretty cool
0: all right well that's gonna do it for our show this week amy enjoy your trip Hey everyone, enjoy kind of the the extended weekend here in the States and uh, for our missionaries abroad listening to us uh, that may be able to come back for the annual meeting, we hope to see you in New Orleans, at least one of us does. Amy, I'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.